saying, are we talking about changes within existing systems? Because that's all we're talking about. We're talking about a black nation within, within a European nation. And if we have to deal with that, then let's, let's redefine our own culture and stop being a subculture. Stop worrying about the man. That's right. deifying him. Who is the man? Welcome to Rambouillet Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. This episode I'm going to be doing today is about, uh, as well, it's a pretty interesting episode because I myself, a photographer, is, uh, I'm interviewing Charmian. And uh, she's a model who's trying to break through the industry, and we're both black as hell. So we gotta, uh, we are um, trying to figure out, or more so talk about and figure out between each other the things that we go through and make sense of the fact that, uh, you know, it's a white-dominated industry, but black people have valid points that they can prove and visions and perspectives. So we're going to talk. We're going to kind of talk back and forth and interview each other about, you know, our perspective and, you know, excuse me, our perspectives and experiences through everything. So how's it going, Charmian? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. So, you know, I know you model. And how long have you been doing that? So I have been modeling since 2014. So about five, six years. What inspired the whole notion towards modeling? Was it ever anything in the like you know the back of your mind that you wanted? Was it like 2014 the point where you were like I'm going to do it, or was it something that was always in the back of your head since you were like five, and then you decided okay I'm going to, but what, you know? Um, it was something that just kind of happened throughout my experiences of going to school and like the things I dealt with. Um, within that like some of the racism within uh-huh. the school system i was the only dark-skinned female in all of my school uh-huh. out of like 600 kids um i was one of the only dark-skinned girls and um i just got you know picked on a lot for that uh-huh. specifically so one day i was just like questioning am i beautiful am i this am i that and thinking like well maybe if i go audition to be a model they'll tell me because i always heard like from watching tyra banks they would tell them if they were good at this or not and kind of like tell them about themselves but i thought that that would give me like the brutal honest truth okay that i needed so i went online one day after school and i was typing in modeling auditions near me and um one popped up and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this so you just kind of almost in a sense jump right in yeah so was does um does modeling is that a because I'm looking for I'm gonna ask like an introspective question, is it like a is it emotional for you is it is it a mental genius thing for you is it because what I say they say you have a pretty mean walk when you walk and everything is mastering the walk for you is that an emotional alignment mental all of it. I think it's all of it because when you get on stage, like when I get on stage, I'm a completely different person. Like my personality changes. Like I mm-hmm. feel something within me where it's like this is where I'm supposed to be. Okay. So that I always call that for me, I call that the wolf because I change. And like when I do things, if I'm playing basketball, I can be pretty aggressive or I can take a beat. And so. I, whenever I'm putting my best foot forward or anything, I know I, it's like a switch. Like, I'm different. So what is that for you? Um, that's or who kind is of, that for you? 
I get to be somebody else. Like, um, I get to be more confident. I get to feel pretty in that moment. I get to feel like I am it in that moment. So it's like something, it's somebody different from who I am from my everyday self. I get to believe in myself, love myself in that moment. That's what it was for me. Yeah. Being on stage, it's like I know I'm the shit in that moment. <laughs> yeah, I know I feel that. That's definitely where it comes from with me. So you've won competitions. I don't know what we talked before. Have like what are some of the competitions and things that you've won? Um, I went to Dallas, Texas, and out of like 560 models, I was one of 22 picked to walk for the famous designer Donna Rose. Nice. And the famous designer, um, Camila, she's Australian, and she moved her line to um, the U.S. Nice. So I got to walk for her in her Animal Cracker collection, and that was big. It was five auditions, and it was like morning to night for like a week straight. It was crazy, and I didn't think I was going to make it, but every single time I would make the next audition, and then I'd make the next one. And yeah. I was like, okay, what's happening? And I was like praying to God, like, please, like please do this for me and i was picked so i got picked for that and mm-hmm. then out of the 560 models i got i got number one for swimwear nice so when you like in that moment when you won what did it uh what did it confirm for you like winning and doing because you know you kind of jump right into it as far as modeling and so winning those competition was it a, a steam booster was it a as you know aspiration booster what did it confirm for you in those moments um it kind of confirms like i put i had prayed on it and i was like if this is what you want me to do it kind of confirmed like i felt like this is what god wanted me to do this is the platform he wanted me to be in to use my testimony and this was it because i was looking for like different avenues and it just didn't fit it didn't feel natural but this like I think this is what God wanted me and where he wanted me to be, where he placed me to be. If that makes sense. So with with those aspirations and feeling like that about like what you do mm-hmm. is what is the um cuz the really, you know, like I said we were going to talk about like being like black people and wanting to break into an industry that's like rural and it's not about making it about white people because it's it's so much outside of like literally dealing with white people you have to deal with trying to get into an industry right so where did you start bumping into it where you realized like all right you know this me being like a certain you know color or you know just or who i am is going to definitely affect how i can get into the industry how high i can get in the industry how i'm treated about everything so what what were the moments or what was there any particular moment that you know it was um like i said in 2014 when i went to that audition um and i got into so i had to audition for the agency um for the school Mm -hmm. to mob model in the school and then I had to audition to get into the agency and when I got into the agency I noticed that um these agents were only putting on the white girls like Mm -hmm. I would be calling constantly like hey you got a job for me I was ready but like nothing it was only the white girls and I don't say that in a bad way or anything but they were the only ones being put on and put on for jobs and that kind of thing and I was so confused because I was like my like I this is some good stuff like I don't mean to brag on myself but it was good and then when I started talking to the other black people and they felt the same way 
because I didn't want to just go about it like maybe I'm, you know, just feeling some type of way. Mm -hmm. But they felt it too. And black parents were like speaking up for their kids too. So I was like, okay, you know what? This real, what I think is happening is happening. Okay. So that's the same thing because, you know, I started out doing photography like 2011. It all kind of happened because my mom had passed and like I needed something to do. So I picked up the camera and my dad was a pretty good photographer. So I kind of had it like, maybe I can do this. So I really was kind of randomly just getting familiar with taking pictures and everything. Mm -hmm. But then like one day, like, you know, for some reason I felt stupid because I was always into an America's Next Top Model and I never knew why. Like just studying why they were talking about the angles and I was always into like magazines and the covers and everything and it just kind of dawned like you idiot like you know you really like fashion and all of this like you should really try to be a fashion photographer so I was really like all right you know it was kind of like you kind of chip everybody like I'm good at this let me try and so you go take your pictures and you look at other stuff and you look at Vogue and you know you're not like that so for me I became obsessed like I'm like no I want when people look at me I want them to think Vogue or better. It was that's the first thing that would click in my head. So I would try to get into magazines and send my stuff in to people and it was just like no mostly me, I get no responses from anybody. And that's what I think is interesting. But I got a response from one person and you uh Ellen Von Armworth is like one of the most powerful fashion photographers on the planet. And her assistant answered me and her name was Camille. And she basically said, like, fly, shoe fly, shoe. You know, she kind of gave me the, we don't, we would never, like, why would we get get away? So wow, that was a moment. I think that was right before I went to L.A. that I was like, all right, you know, damn, you know, you know. So I've met people, more and more particular experiences. I walk into places and I'll go, hey, I'm a photographer. Can I, like, you know, I remember I went into a place where they were doing frames for me and uh, where they did frames. And I said I was a photographer and they were kind of like, oh, you do photography. And this is when I feel like I wasn't even all that good. And then as soon as I kind of start showing them my, my pictures, they were kind of like, oh, like, okay. So it's like I, I noticed right off the bat that when I said I was a photographer to people that took it serious, they would I would I would kinda have to kinda be like proof, you know, right. I had to like prove it. And so I started understanding that like, yo, I like I was I was excited and chipper to be a photographer, but like this is a industry ruled by like white people and you, it's not even about making it about white people. It's just like, oh, it, it comes with the Oive, like, oh shit, it comes with all of the other shit, you know? Right. That you have to navigate. So where was it have you ever had any experiences where it was outright to you that you know that you know that this industry is for that because a lot of the times I think that like I think Vogue and Harper's Bazaar I think I was like obsessed and I appreciate what they put out at a high level of things but I do think that like other people can have visions and be a part of their visions you know and like you know help them actualize things that are like black I you know I don't think anything should ever like in the on the creative plane i don't think it should be about color i think because like i think it should be about who's going to get in here and who's going to like put out at a high rate you know what i'm saying right who's going to show up so i just don't understand where you know i've i think the ellen von onworth thing was kind of like the thing that was like damn you know the door that was like boom did you have any moments where it was probably like oh okay so like was anybody directed it directly at you um i had 
a photographer um, when I went to that expo in Texas, and mm. he's a big name photographer. Um, and we just kind of had a heart to heart and he said, I'm going to be honest with you. Like most of the industry, like they don't want black models. And he was telling me like, and he is in the industry Mm -hmm. and he like, so he knows what he's talking about. And he was saying like, they don't want black models. Um, they're mainly looking for like white models so like no that kind of thing and he said i don't mean to be rude but that it is what it is so i was just like what like are you serious right now like and that kind of like crushed me because i was like well hey at least he was honest with me but that does kind of suck that you're a part of it too and he was black himself so why are you like why i was just like why are you playing into this like i know you shouldn't be like oh just because this model's black and i'm black you know but like you're literally helping in the divide yeah and so i started noticing like you know especially in like publications i would send stuff out and a lot of time i would say like i'm a black photographer and i wasn't even thinking it sometime, I would just be like, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm a black guy that take pictures and in my emails. And I would probably be like, man, that's probably why I never got any returns. Because I was just repping from the fact that, hey, man, I've got a good brand here. And right. a young black brother from, you know, from the Midwest is just trying to represent things. And I never got, like, any hits back from anything. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't. I think I'm, I don't, because, you know, I think with taking fashion photography or whatever I wanted to do about it, I think photography you know because you know i do the i don't ever do like the makeup or the hair but like everything is kind of like directed by me so i do the direction picking out the architecture picking the lighting knowing you know doing the photography work i'm like i don't think there's a lot of people that's even their wheels are turning about it in the way that i'm doing it so when i say better i think anybody can take a picture of like a beautiful island or a beautiful woman and make it look away I was really with my photography picking women out of like restaurants and like going to a place and like hanging out in this corner being like hurt, you know, because my assistant was working at like Outback and stuff. So we Mm -hmm. would just sit up in the corner and I would just wait for girls to go by. And I'm like, no, we can work with her, you know. And so (laughs) I would always that was always a testament for me and the model that I was working with. Like we are about to show people. That you're beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that I'm really good at what I fucking do. And uh right. we're gonna make it work. So I just I don't know. I feel like I earned was not working for people, I earned stripes, like, you know, on a like sense of like, you know, I'm really good at what I do. I don't care what anybody says, I don't care if Vogue or whatever says it. Right. I'm good at what I do. So with you being a person, you said, you know, you seem to have the confidence that you're good at what you do, you know you can do it. Which I know if you were to get what what does it look like if you were to make it ultimately what's the like the like the prize like what is the grand vision um if i was to make it um i would start a scholarship in memory of my sister um i would start um i have it in my mind i know what i want to do it's going to be for foster and adopted kids yeah it's really good just like having more programs for them having um more people like licensed people who have been through the system i don't Uh want just anybody like i want people who have been through the system to kind of um 
have a group for these kids where they can come and talk to, have a safe place and that kind of thing, but also have scholarships in place for them so they can go to school and they can um, be more than their past. And that's a really interesting thing to where you, you're, wanting, you're wanting to be a model that has that type of social effect on things. So were you, and I'm not trying to get into anything personal with you, were you in foster care yourself? Yes, I was in foster care. I was placed in foster care at four and I got out at seven and was adopted. And I am, I went into foster care with my older brothers. I'm the youngest and like a lot of things led up to that. Um, my sister was beaten to death by some family friends. Thank you. Um, by some family friends, the government had given um, custodial rights to, to those family friends while my parents were in jail. And then some things went down um, and she is no longer here. But then um, our uncle was raping me and my cousins and one of my cousins her name is kim she's amazing and she is like a guardian angel like when i was Mm -hmm. a baby my uncle was trying to do stuff to me and my older cousin would sleep um with a knife under the pillow but she would sleep with me to protect me so like she selflessly um didn't care about herself she wanted to make sure i was good and she's always done that for me that's so, good you had that. Yes, that's what led us into the foster care system. And then I was adopted. So that's, you got, I mean, through all of that, you have a talent and you have a heart, you know, and I think that's pretty uh, a good thing to combine. Do you think, so especially in the type of industry where you're wanting to go, being a model, excuse me, and uh, achieve heights, has it ever been in your mind to where you wanted to get other girls into modeling too, too, specifically through the foster care system? Has that ever been a part of it that you've ever thought about anything like that? Um, I haven't thought about it that far, but now that you say it, maybe like doing some fun stuff with them, like um, some of the clothes, like doing like a little fashion show with them. Yeah, that would be nice. Like yeah. having people donate some of their clothes or like prom dresses and stuff like that and like doing like a fashion show with them and then giving them the outfit and they can go to prom in that dress. Like nice, having yeah. people donate, like thinking about that because when you do that kind of stuff, it makes you feel beautiful. It makes you feel pretty, like have people do hair and makeup. So that would be something really cool that could take place. So you seem to be a person, and I'm not trying to get in particularly into it, but you seem to be a person that may have been familiar with pain in uh, in your life early on and everything. So what gets you over the pain? Like what keeps you going? What keeps you waking up? Because some people experience pain and they become treacherous people. They become, you know, just as low down as the people that may have hurt them or the situation. Mm-hmm. So what is your, um, you know, you seem to have been through things and you have enough strength to access talents and, you know, motivations and aspirations. And then take that to help other people. So what's the what's the fuel? What's the, you know? Um, I think it took a lot of time for me to um i'm not healed yet i'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like oh every day is rainbows and unicorns yeah that's real like (laughs) every day is um i have to kind of tell myself you know that i can do this or like i have to kind of give myself a pep talk i'm going to be better than my past i have to give my pep talk i'm not going to do drugs i'm not going to you know, do that kind yeah. of stuff because it's so easy for me to fall into that because I was a crack baby 
and the doctors didn't think I was gonna like walk or talk or function right but like um I was able to overcome everything that they said and I know some of my family has not been able to get out of the trench yeah. Uh, the generational of generational curses that was built for us. They haven't been able to get out of it. So, like, I just kind of use them as my motivation to just be better than it. And to kind of, in that, heal myself. If I mean, that makes sense. So, you and you're a mother of two, right? Yes. And so, being a mother amongst all this, like I say, what is, especially for you, you have a son and a daughter, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, especially for your daughter, I know, do you have a sense of, like, is she a big part of the motivation and pushing you? And, like, I'm not saying anything, like, corny, like, trying to be, like, some role model for her. But, like, you know, the things you experience as a woman, you know, do you, uh, is there some sense of you wanting to accomplish that to set a standard for your daughter? Right. Um, I think um, my past, like you were saying, has been a big motivation for me. My for me to teach my kids to be better and to just be able to give them the knowledge that I now know, yeah. um, to give them that knowledge and the love that I didn't have. So I'm like raising my children on love that I never had. Like, no, I the same thing with I'm, me. I feel you. Right. And I know that you're, you've been, um, you've had pain in your life. Yeah. So like what made you want to become a photographer? Like what inspired, what pain inspired you to well you know i was you know when my mom passed i mean well you know i feel like i was a photographer my whole life and i feel like when she passed it was her from the spiritual kind of nudging me to it um i know that um because of the way i looked at the world i was always taking pictures or noticing the angles of things i was just so goofy as a kid or i was just really at some point i was just really into basketball that's all i really wanted but I was taking pictures my whole life. I was obsessed with the aspect of it and didn't think I could do anything about it. So when she passed, I had a friend also that was a photographer. He's good as well. I just kind of was like, you know, it was almost, I feel like when I brought the camera, it was a little bit too complex for me to understand. I almost returned it and was done with it. And so it would have never, none of the things that happened for me, whatever would have happened. And, um, so I think that, uh, sorry, I got away. What was the question again so I can answer it particularly? Like, um, I know we personally talked and I know that you have some pain and it's crazy the similarities that we have um, in our stories of yeah, like yeah. pain, but just overcoming it. So like I wanted um, to hear just a little bit about what helped. Are you? Do you feel healed? Because you sound like, like I really am inspired by you and like oh, how you're able that. to look at everything with positivity. Yeah, uh, I you know, that's like, you know, she's, you know, my assistant here. She, like, knows a lot of the time. Like, I can I had a very pessimistic, because I had been through so many things, I could look at things in a way of just being, like, I think the most optimistic thing that happened for me was my son. He kind of, like, gave me, like a, like, a focus point and, like, you know, looking at something, walking around and grabbing your leg, and you're kind of like, what the? F-? <laughs> so, you know, I, I always just was like, I can't. You know, I think he was my driving force and is a point of being a parent. But as far as pain that I've like experienced and what keeps me positive, I think a lot of the time I've just been a person. I really, you know, I like died and came back to life. I was hit up, you know, I hit my head on the speaker and, you know, I know my mom and them. I don't know because they kind of they have it in, you know, when she's not here. And 
I don't know, me and my dad don't talk, and it's kind of weird. You know, I, I tried to bring it up to him once, and I think it kind of, you know, it kind of threw him off. He didn't want to get into it, but right. I know I died. I remember I, w- I didn't know a lot of the time why I saw myself looking at myself on the bed. I had these visions and these dreams of always seeing it when I was a kid from about, because I don't even know how old I was when it happened to me, but from like six seven eight i was about four or five years old i think mm-hmm. but like i would have these dreams of seeing me on the on this bed and i realized it wasn't a dream i was having it was just me remembering the reoccurrence of what had happened so i don't know what happened to me coming back into my body but i have like a thirst for life it's like a, and then you know my mom she was a pretty tenacious interesting lady she was a I guess people say a real strong lady or whatever, but she was like, nah, I've seen her like fight grown men and like, like win. Like she wasn't, she was tough. She was not to be fucked with. People were kind of loved her, but they knew don't cross sign. That's why people kind of like let the kid, let the Apple boys through, you know, because it's like she knew <laughs> right. like that she's crazy. So my mom was a um, pretty tenacious person and she was real like on me and my brothers. It was really. I, I will say this because I'm all over the place. There's multiple things that have inspired me with my pain. Me and my brothers were brought up to like love each other, so I I didn't know like I think we loved each other more than we almost loved her in a sense. We were the way we, and I know that sounds crazy to say that, but like the way we felt it, the connectivity of it was like, and that's the way she wanted it. She would always tell us like, if I ever die, you guys got each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think she wanted it that way to have like a certain sense of strong connectivity. Because we're, like, really close. And so I think if the way... And I, I was the oldest, so I had to, like, look out for them. It was points, like... I got hit, Like, I hit my head on the speaker trying to save my brother or trying to get to him. So, like, you know, and to my mom. So it... You know, I think, like, the love that I have for my brothers was something just to, like, having to go through it and look after them. I've, like, you know, I basically, they tell me, like, my youngest brother, like, man, you're like my dad, bro. Like, you raised me. Mm-hmm. Since, like, you were raising me since you were, like, little. Like, you were a baby raising a baby. And so, if it wasn't for that type of love to understand that and have that, I don't think, I don't I don't know what kind of person. That's why I appreciate my mother for that. You know, I, I don't know what kind of, I mean, we were, because, we, you know, my brother went to play basketball for, um. Embry Riddle, it's like some aeronautical school in Florida, and he's got like oh, records wow. for like shooting down there and stuff. And my brother, that's my youngest brother, and Marquise is well, the youngest is Jeremiah. Marquise is he, um, he was like statewide in track, you know, he was really oh, that's fast. Awesome. So I think we felt such a love, we didn't want to let each other down. We were running the name of love, like literally, we really had a like a love for each other. We would play basketball together, we would, we were all like five, five. And we would go out to basketball play and play people six foot ten, and then we would win. Like we would, like we would play in the name of love. So I think if it wasn't for that experiences that I had with them, I don't think that I would have ever. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think that's what probably got me through it. Just the like, just the sheer understanding of who I had to be to be in love with somebody. Because like people would make fun of us in high school. We would see each other after class and be hugging on each other, and then people would be like, "Why, what, y'all?" And that's what people didn't fuck with me because we get crazy over each other. So I think that was a love that helped me. And I think my mom did that on purpose to make sure that if pain like came up or anything, I could be able to cope through just like just sheer like the mechanisms in me I had already to kind of awesome. establish. So she was smart about certain things she did. And she wasn't she had never been. To, she died trying to get her degree online. She didn't want to die without I had like gotten something. So she wasn't Aww. like like she but she really did things particularly well as far as that. So. Wow. Pain for me is just kind of something that's always been there. Like, you know, I was 
did an episode about how I was in South Carolina and I was getting like jumped by white people, beat up, going to class. And we were in this little town in South Carolina and people were just, you know, that is what made me tough. Like probably like in the sense of like, I don't fear anybody. I done seen it. And I'm like, no, we would be in like Walmart. Like I said, going in there, my mom go get a thing of milk and it's like, these niggas can't come up in here. And like, she was very particular about how, um, wow. She wanted respect for us. If anybody disrespected us, she would like if my father, my stepfather, because I had a Jamaican step. If he spoke to us in a certain way, it was she would. I've seen her try to cut him. Like you, you show. We, she, it was like a a standard. Like don't like white people disrespect. Like I mean, my mom at the date mall up here cussed out mad white people because they would just be following us around in the store, thinking we were right. stealing. And like I mean, just chop them down. And every every time we go through it, how you doing, little sirs? Like you know, she be so she was. It was like a. I've seen her stand up to gangsters, like, leave them alone. Like, and they'd be like, all right, ma'am, damn. You know, and so, but, you know, <laughs> I've seen she was pretty weird about the respect we got. So that was another thing that um, that made Payne not dealing with is, like, she kind of raised us kind of brawny, too, because she was a trip, like, fighting and, like, whipping our asses and stuff. So we just had a mixture of things that it's kind of like I was bred to take on it or whatever, I guess you could say. So, sorry, that was a lot of talking. No, but, no, it, like, it told me why, how you're able to get over pain because your mom taught you um, in many different ways. She instilled in you mm-hmm. um, some mechani- mechanisms, like you said, to get over that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's a com- everything with me is a combination of things. and Because my life has never been one way. It was, like, constantly changing, and I was, like... Right. I was deep into the church, you know. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and like I mean, like so much that I was like embarrassed. Like I was, we were like deep into it. I was to the point again. Almost, I felt sometimes kind of cultist. I mean, I've seen some crazy shit too. Like, like people like coughing up. Like people get the like. I guess you say like the Holy uh, Ghost. No, like I've seen people start coughing up blood. Like come up in church acting like low key possessed, and they get the praying. Like people jumped on these this person. And got the praying on them or doing whatever they was doing. And this person started throwing up tar blood and stuff on the Like, in some movie shit. I've seen some crazy shit running around with some people Woo! who was taking <laughs> church to, like, whatever they call, like, the spiritual level. I've seen some interesting stuff. So. Wow. My life, ghetto, church. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, I've been all over the place. It's not been one experience. It's been pretty crazy. <laughs> so I, that's why like pain to me out of everything I've been through is kind of like minute like I've seen so much stuff I think I understand too like living is the best thing so pain like it just can't get that bad living is just way better I like it I like that yeah. I like that a lot Yeah, it's you know so we got away from a lot of different things so with the industry and being like a black person and it's not downplaying anybody like in the industry what do you think, like, like if you feel like you could tackle one thing to let everybody in or give it a fair chance, what would you think would be the issue that needs to be tackled as far as these people? It's them seeing that, you know, everybody, there's beauty all over. Because I don't right. understand why they think that. I think white women are, like, attractive and beautiful. But I'm like, how is everybody else not, though? Because it's like, everybody's, I, I, I mean, like me, I'm a person who, like, I like women. And it's not just, like, people think, like, well, it's just sexual. It's like... It's contrary, really. It's just like the whole thing about y'all is just a trip. The way y'all walk and talk, and when you get mad and all that, I was right. like, I think that's why a reason I'm a good photographer with women. It was always like, 
it's so crazy. My mom would like we would ride by in the ghetto and stuff, and I would look at the girls and I'd be up in the window. She's like, "Why do you keep?" You know, she didn't want. She said to have like a lust problem, but I'm just like, look at her though. Look at the way she walks. Look at her legs. And right. I, was, I was always. I think I was born to be a photographer. You can make so much art out of expressions. Yeah. And any like one little expression. Ex- Russian, I can't say that. And you snap it, like it can say a thousand different words to it's something different to everybody, and they felt it in a different way. Yeah, women are a trip to me, so I really enjoy y'all. It doesn't have to be sexual. I'm weird about sex with women in the sense of like getting with it. Certainly, you know, I'm just kind of particular, but right. in a general sense, it's just like, uh, Y'all a trip. It's really good watching y'all be sexy, be ugly, or whatever right. it is. All of I'm like, I enjoy all of it. I really do. So be ratchet. So hold on, was it so did you answer the question where uh what do you think that you would tackle with like, you know, what cause I know if I could tackle anything, it would be like the sense of what is beauty. That's the one thing I I'm love like. That. Like I don't think beauty is one way. I love that. I don't think that that's why when I shoot any woman, I try not to disservice her. I don't care if she white, black. If she chubby, Amen. I don't care. Like, like get it on. I think that everybody. I think men should feel. You should feel like you. I tell my son all the time. I was just telling him before I came down here with y'all. Like, feel like the shit. Don't waste no time. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you don't get old and miss out all on that. Just fuck it. Don't wait for people's approval. Just go in and then you know people will be telling you about it later that you was a shit. And, right. You know. I think beauty is like needs to be changed in the perspective of the way they see it. I, I think, think you said it perfectly. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's it. Um, there's a photographer um, from Louisville who actually just posted this thing about the Louisville p- photography industry over there. How it's um, he was saying he's white and he was saying that it's racist. So mm-hmm. a white man um, saying that it's racist himself and saying that he has been personally told that when you start um, taking pictures of like warned. Like, now don't go taking pictures of black models or don't go taking too many because you might not be able to come back from that. So just That's knowing... That's crazy. It's not that, like it's that damn serious. Right? So just knowing that there is an unspoken um, word within the industry between photographers and clientele, like, that black is bad, just now knowing that, because he just admitted that. Yeah. Now knowing that that is out there and that's what people are saying. And so all these things that other black models have been saying, I felt like it was racist or this or that. And people tried to act like they were crazy. But he just admitted everything is like something really needs to change. It does, man. I think it really does. I think I think any end because I think a lot of times, too, I think it like it hurts or it's hindering to have to deal with that. Like, you know, right. I think, you know, the more I've understood and studied business, I've started, that's the way I've tried to be smart about it and understanding that a lot of the time you have to have a brand that always works and then you just have to really find a way to make people believe in it and you just push it. And I think that's where I think where it comes where, you know, the people who control the industry are white people. You know what I'm saying? Billionaires, Condé Nast and all these people. And that's not trying to throw them out. I don't know what their personal views are. I might... But I think that like these these billion dollar like businesses are just like people who are white people. So for business, it works for them like right. just to stick with what they know. Exactly. And I think that um, a lot of the time I would take things personal, and that's why I'm like I think it is on people who are ignorant or just going along with it. A lot of the time I understand it's just businesses too. I think it's easy to just sell what you know and right. what people are comfortable with. Right. 
but I don't understand. Like it's all kinds of booty and thighs and and breast and legs and arms. Right. And it's like I don't understand getting in on all of it. It's like it's it's more money. It would be if you like it's more money. You know, I know somebody that was like a lawyer, and I was talking to him. He's a friend, and I was talking to him. And we were just random. Like Megan Thee Stallion came up. And he's a he's like sixties. He's like, oh yeah, I know her. She's something to look. At. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a black guy. He's like, oh, she's something to look at, you know. So it's like Aww. people know that they that it all looks good. I don't think it all looks better over the other. Being a photographer, like women look good. You right. know what I'm saying? I think women with their legs and their walking, and you know when they can act or when sometimes I've had people where they can't model, and I'm like, I could turn that into shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think any level a woman is like. I don't know. I think women should. I get in, you know, my assistant. I'm always about, like, fucking be yourself and rep that shit. Don't. Amen. And, like, you know. I've had photographers be the opposite way. So the fact that you're like that is good. I've had photographers tell me that they can't edit out my monkey paws if you're listening to this. How you doing? They said that? Yes. That's <laughs> real. I was like, all right. Like, was it real? That the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, was that real? Did that, was that a. Get being, I still have the messages, too. Yeah, he said that he, um, well, we did a shoot and it was an all day shoot. So this was my time, his time. And then like, I wanted my pictures back and he only gave me three back. So I was like, hey, can I get a few more? And then he was then like, I cannot, like, I didn't want to give you back these pictures because I can't edit out your monkey paws. And I was just like, I, you know, and see, that's where I don't get with people. And like, particularly as it aims to relates to the industry of like beauty, it's like I don't think it's one way, and I don't think it's enough one way to where you can tell somebody they have monkey paws, right? Because monkey paws. Why did it have to be a monkey? Yeah, I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't ever get the correlation between monkeys and monkeys. Don't look like black people. I don't ever get the correlation. Monkeys look like monkeys, so I right. don't ever get it with that. But I don't know. So do you think? The standard of beauty is like I think because I'm learning it's just almost like racism. It's a because uh, I think it because I don't really like to. I'm always not trying to howl racism, but I also think that racism has its sub effects or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think like beauty is like a form of racism? How people are like you know? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Like um, I as a black woman um, will get put down. Um, they just pass a law that black women can now wear their natural hairs at our corporate jobs. We can now, thank you. The hair that we come out of our mothers with, um, we can now wear that at our natural, at our job. Thank you for that. Like that doesn't make sense, but I've never seen a law like that for white women. And then another thing of beauty is I'll get put down for my skin color, but then people will go tanning. And that was something my mom, I would always be like a kid and my mom would be driving. She was like a shit-talking lady. And like, I don't know why people are always trying to make black people seem like they ugly. Like, how the hell do you make brown people brown and you're going into a tanning booth? Which one is it? Tan is a form of brown. Like, right. why are you, what is it? So, I, you know, my mom, my, look, my understanding of beauty came from my mother. Like, she would say, you know, like, people are not just beautiful. One, because even how they look, people, some people talk beautifully. Some people have beautiful voice, eyes. Some people have beautiful hair, personalities. Right. So, for me, beauty wasn't just, like, a look thing. So, when dealing with models, that's why I think, like, you know, I don't... I, when people say, like, you got monkey paws or 
like I don't even understand. Are the people who handling women even understanding? Like you can't even like nobody can even feel beautiful from there. Right. A woman feels best when she feels beautiful in the way she right. said. You know. And I thought the picture looked good. And I honestly thought that the picture looked good. There was an, I posted it and a lot of people liked it. So I was so confused at where he got that. But honestly, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I quit modeling for a while. Like I didn't work. I have not worked with the photographer um, since the California trip and since you. Yeah. Like I have not worked with any photographer. Like I really almost gave up on modeling. It was like... And that's crazy. A lot. Yeah, I think that's crazy that, like, people treating other people like that because of their skin color affects a person being good at something who that they're already good at it. Like, I'm sure when you won first place at the uh, in uh, Texas, I'm sure you beat out white models, too. Like, it wasn't just, like, a black convention. So, I'm like, I don't understand how the industry of people who get into beauty expect everybody do want to feel like they're beautiful through the image of a white woman it doesn't make like it's not logical it's like women feel it's i don't i've known that women feel beautiful when they feel like they can be themselves and they feel like you respect that and they feel like you give them props for that she will like model she will like i mean anything you know what i'm saying like like she was like i've seen women beat up men for other men for men they love like because they like a woman will get strong and beat the hell out of somebody you know right and so I don't understand what are the people who are dealing with women do dealing with women do they understand the concept of women and enough to know that a woman is beautiful when she's herself like right. you know what I'm saying I don't understand another thing I feel like is um black models and well I'm not going to speak for all of us but myself um as a black model I why didn't I call out these photographers when they mm-hmm. did this stuff? Like they have blacklisting pages for other stuff, but why did I not call out these photographers yeah. when they did this stuff? And that was because I thought if I called this photographer out and I didn't just take his racist remarks or I didn't take it whenever um, I went to a group shoot and I was the only black model there and we all had kind of the same outfits on and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I was the only one who didn't make the page. My pictures were given back to me unedited. I had to do it myself. Everybody else's pictures were edited to the max. Hmm. And mine was given back with no care, like just kind of took them, snapshotted them and then sent them. And I was like, oh, like, so then when I did the editing myself, um, the photographer was upset that I edited the pictures, but like I never called these people out. And I think on that. And so that's what I really hope to do. I don't have any problems because, like, I would hope to be able to do business with the sorts of like Vogue and you know Harper's Bazaar and all these people at the top of things. But I really want to put an end to that by shooting women so well, particularly women of color, that they'd be like. Just, just fucking give it to them. <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, I just really, it's like me, every, I don't care if I shoot a white woman or a black woman. Every time I go out and I shoot, I'm like, and I do it because I'm a person that is like pro black and that's not like pro black, like pro over everybody. It's like, I just think pro black for me is just, I'm representing the fact that I'm black. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Right. I think if you're white, be proud of that. You know, right. people have been, I mean, listen, I've been friends with people who are like in a sense racist. And I'm like, Hey, if we can find a medium to where we can respect each other and get something positive out of it, 
I'm good with right. that. You know what I'm saying? I think they learn racist people. Um, when you do that, you kill them with kindness and you just yeah. remain yourself. You remain black and unbothered. Yeah. yeah. I think you teach them a lot. Yeah. And that's why I go out and I like try to like, I feel like, as you said, excuse me, the way I say shoot people's heads off. Like, I'm, and that's for other photographers. I mean, like, I'm coming for people, I feel like, and not like in the sense of like, your livelihood or anything like i really am like obsessed with the art form of photography and particularly through like bouncing it off the beauty of women in all different forms and ways you know so as a photographer um one thing i've heard other photographers say like about black models is that like um the lighting um they say that they can't shoot us because of the lighting and they have like all these things that they say like as a photographer what can you what feedback can you give some black model is that true like what's going- i don't think it's true i think it's just as well as like this is way left is like why can't a cop not kill a black kid they why can't you handle this kid correctly i think that when people who were that are like that or whatever as far as colorism or racism or classism i think it's all the same of just being like you know um conditioned to like i don't because i don't think it's all any of it's based off the truth you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i think you're conditioned to maybe get money or you're conditioned to maybe help everybody get a certain status because if it's about classism it's about status so you'll tell a lot you'll believe whatever so with models i don't think i think just show up and be good like i don't think it's i think you saying people telling black women that they uh Sorry, because I'm going a mile a minute. You got me going. What was your question again so I can answer? No, you're good. So, like, um, what feedback can you give black models, tips or advice um, to kind of counteract some of the stuff that we have heard within the industry from photographers saying that they can't shoot us because of lighting or they can't shoot us for all these, like, crazy reasons, but then this same photographer is out in that, like, on a cloudy day shooting a white model, and they said that they couldn't shoot me because it was cloudy and I'm black and I need... It's not true. It's just not true. That's why I'm rambling and talking and going, none of it's true. Like, just as much as it's not true that you need to kill a black kid to detain him, like... Right. It's just, like, it's just not true. It's just... Go out there and be good. Like, just go out there and don't let it get to you and keep shooting through it. I think that, you know, the reason that they have to tell, I think most men are shooting women. You Mm -hmm. understand? And a lot of, and I think like Ellen Von Onworth and Annie Leibovitz and like them, they're like, you know, high end photographers. They, they, you know, they're women. And like Ellen Von Onworth was a model herself. Like, she was a really renowned model before she got into photography. But I think that mostly men are shooting women. Mm -hmm. And so men have to be able to, like, almost in a sense, it's not even that you're attractive enough. I think black women make white men feel insecure. Listen, other white men have admitted this to me on multiple occasions. Like, man, I don't know what to do with them. I like, you know, I knew a guy that liked black women a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, he really wanted to talk to a black woman. And he just kind of was like... I don't know what to say, what to do. I don't know if I'm adequate enough. So this is not coming for anybody's manhood or saying that Mm -hmm. anybody's making anybody feel less of a man. I think that it's more about, like, I don't think they know what to do with themselves. So it's projection. They have to put it off on you. It's not you. Right. Just keep shooting through it and keep doing what you do and get with photographers that really can create beautiful work. I think at the end of the day, beautiful work is going to beat it out. Right. I don't think that 
if you try to bring politics into something like that, it's going to be based around politics, and eventually it'll be, be it'll be beat out. Right. You know, I think that the biggest advice for black models is just like don't let any of it psychologically stray right. you. It's it not does. based off it, of this truth. It gets to like when they say these things to you like during a shoot before the shoot like i'm done like i the vibe the good vibe i had or positivity gone and you can see it in all my pictures but i can't but that's snap why they out do of it. it but that listen I that can't. it's the obvious move hit her where it hurts if you are come everybody knows that when you do something creative you're coming there to be vulnerable even if you're good at it, even if you know you're the best at it, right. there's a vulnerable part out there. So you can get hurt easily. You can get mad easily. Right. You can be the best easily or the worst. So these people know that. And that's what I'm saying. They're just jabbing at you. They're trying to, they don't, they don't know what to do with you. And so in a sense, they tear you down. So right. they, And that's easy work. It's just like, because I don't think this is like racism. I think this is like beautyism and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you could say, but... I think it's just not true. I think you should go out and get with photographers and create work. And that's what's going to beat it out in the end. Because they really do. It's a psychological game. It's more right. so all of this rambling. It's all a psychological game with that one. Right. It's just like as well when guys are playing basketball and they're like, you know, like, you weak as fuck. You're not going to be like, you know, I got you. <laughs> you like, guys talk like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, you be, guys be whispering on the basketball court like, you weak as fuck, <laughs> dog. I bet you're not going to get it off on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's just like that, and you get in his head. He misses the shot, and that's all you. You don't even know if you may think he's the best player. I know, like Kevin Garnett, you know, was talking about Michael Jordan about how he was like talking all that shit at Jordan and be like, "You ain't shitting," because he had never played against Jordan. He was a rookie, mm-hmm. and I think Jordan dropped like crazy numbers on him, and it was just kind of like, "Damn," you know, I, you know, he didn't take him out the zone. People talked a lot of shit right. about Jordan. Be like he, Jordan. Yeah, no, like. that's my. I'm obsessed with the ideology of him, and I'm like, you know, just keep shooting. Don't like stare him down. Like get your points. And so, right. you know, I think that it, none of it's true, because you can't say. Uh, I think Kara Delevingne. I was. A, I think she's a very good model. If I could work with anybody, it's just um, she works up there with Vogue and them. Kara mm-hmm. Delevingne. I think she's good, but I don't think she's like the most beautiful. I don't. I've seen women just through my travels and like traveling through the West Coast and between just off of the highway that was like that one one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life and she's right. at a gas station you know what I'm saying right. so I don't think that I think it's just industry shit to control industry it's nothing right. it's not about you it's them trying to control the industry and a lot of I think it gets to personally a lot of white men don't know what to do about black women how to direct them they don't understand right. the sexy because you have to in some sense they see those white women as sexy they right. see them as that vision of that and I think when it gets to black women they're just kind of like i don't know and so then it right. becomes you're inadequate when maybe he just doesn't know right that that is a really good tip and i will definitely take that um with me in the industry for sure be like michael jordan i remember that story no do it just keep I'm not shooting gonna get out of my zone regardless of don't what get out say. that zone that's why i think it shouldn't be i don't think you should get out the zone for anybody i don't think if it was like my mom would always tell me, like, I don't care if I tell you that if I say you can't do it, you know, right? out of my way, you know, push me out the way. Like, you know, and so I think that don't get out your zone, I think, is the thing. And black people have shown that when we do that, we create hip hop. We create the Harlem Renaissance. Right. We create when we stayed in our zone, we created things that are going to have to be recognized. You know what I'm saying? You right. get Michael Jordan's and Michael Jackson's and all of that. I think if you stay in your zone and you believe in what you're doing and you make sure it's high quality every time. Right. 
untouchable. I think black there have been other black people who have done it in other fields that have shown that right. stick with you. So, right. sorry. Am I no, over-talking you? No. You just got no. me pat. I'm over here just trying to... No, no, you're speaking some good points. I was going to ask you, um, as a black man mm -hmm. um, in America, mm -hmm. what message um, through your photography or through your personal testimony... Like what are you tr like what are you doing um, with your testimony to kind of give back to younger black kids or just to anybody? Like what what would you say that um, your where's your testimony going to reach or where is it going to go? Where do the you want main to go? thing why I do anything what I do is to make people believe in themselves. I think why all of the I don't care if it's Jesus or anybody. I think they all got whacked off because. Uh, they uh they get they try to get people to follow them and i think god wants us to get other people to follow themselves and so whether it be money if i give ten thousand dollars to some kid if i start a foundation or even when i want people to stare because a lot of people and i feel like that's my greatest accomplishment is like wanting people to stare at the picture and feel like this sense of like you're looking at something on disney or like i get a tingle in the inside right and it's like that's because i'm calling on god to hope that it inspires you i really do it's like an obsession like i really want people I've been put down. I've been a nigga. I've been fat. I've been all. I've been gay. I've been, and it's not wrong being gay. I'm just not gay. So I guess it's a, you know, if you're not gay, it's offensive. It's like I've right, been everything true. that you could call a person right. to try to berate them and put take away from their element. And it's like, right. At the end of the day, I'm I'm like you know, I was still taking people's girlfriends, and I was still you know, Mr. Mr. Still I was still the best. And yeah, I was still. So it's like believe, you know. Believe in you. I, that's what I believe. I think my photography, I want, like, when you see Disney, every time you see anything about them, it's like a sense of magic. Even right. when you see the bad person, you know what I'm saying? I want that same effect. Like, when you see a picture, whether I'm doing something for you or you're doing something for me, I want you to believe in yourself. And I believe in that for anybody. I do. I, it's like a passion of mine. Believe in your fucking self. Don't, let, don't waste no time with people. Don't waste no time not being yourself. Amen. Be yourself. Rock with you. Do the best by you. And I because I was just telling her right when you guys knocked. I was just saying, I've just learned in life that I wasn't good to myself through a lot of things. I beat up on myself. I wasn't enough. And I look back, it's like, I was on my job. I was just comparing myself to what was going on around me. That Things that mostly had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I was taken away from myself. So. Yep. If, I, I did the same. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, my, my quote is... My confidence was built off of the um, the rocks of racism that you threw at me. Mm. And that is m my personal quote. Like, my confidence and who I am was built off of everything I've been through. The racism and just everything in my life. Like, because yeah. I, I was never taught to love myself. I wasn't, like, some parents teach that. I wasn't taught that. Everything was learned for yeah. me. So, like, everything that you learned and like some stuff was instilled in you like i feel the same way it no that's very good yeah i think you know i think people like cause i've met people that said they didn't get taught to love themselves some people say that they were i think it, it's no testament and it's no still it's to this day i always say like I think that people who didn't get loved by their parents, they were the branch away to take it to a new level. It's okay. It was you were supposed to learn. You right. were supposed to go to the next level. You were the breakaway from it. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. I told you that Surf's Up movie with the penguin. He didn't want to sit on the iceberg with the penguins all day. He wanted to go to a tropical climate so he could surf. Right. And and that for everybody else, that was like, what in the hell is wrong with him? Right. But he went there and he outsurfed even the legend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like so it's like it's for me that was always a movie. It's like don't 
if you're a penguin amongst penguins, don't be afraid to do something else that just like whatever's calling out to you. Go out there and serve. Don't just sit on the iceberg. Go surf. Right. Like so I think like I said, that's my biggest thing is you know, be yourself. With um I know within the industry, like some people will get into it and then kind of lose themselves. Um, I don't really know how to describe that. I think we all pretty much know, like, and have seen some of the stuff that people have done, photographers, models, where they get, like, a big, big head and just yeah. think that they're above you. Are you worried? Is that something that you fear? Do you think that when you make it, like, you're going to change? Or do you think that you're so in tune with yourself that you're just going to remain the same? I'm so I've been through so much specifically trying to do photography and make it as this or just for my dreams in general. I've been so through so many things. I don't see money because at a certain point it was like, fuck the money. I'm going to do this. So I think I think, you know, for me, I don't see I think it'll change what like, you know, I've always wanted a Lambo. I'll be able to have one of those or, you know, I may not deal with certain people out of, you know, out of, you know, bad for business people. But like, I don't. I don't see anything changing me. I'm too down to earth too. I like people. That's I awesome. like loving on people. I don't see letting go of wanting to love on people. I know like a friend of mine here as well that is Morgan. And like, you know, she's somebody that I've like just like really enjoy being friends with and taking pictures of and feeling like somebody that was my family. And like, you know, I, I don't see getting money and being like, I don't know fucking Morgan. I don't know her. Aww. You know what I'm saying? I don't see it being <laughs> like that. I do uh no, I, I believe in love in a certain way. So I don't. I could see that maybe I would have to be a certain way to maintain what I have built. Right. But I don't see myself being like, like I mean, because I am arrogant. I think I'm the shit. But I think I've made rightfully I, so. But I think that in a way that's where like you the shit too. You know what I'm right. saying? Excuse me. And like you the shit. And like I don't think it to where like I'm above anybody. I mm-hmm. think like I'm just in the zone with me. I'm confident in me. I like me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I came a long way with me. You know what I'm saying? I really enjoy being that fat nerd that grew into like a guy that people like, you was a fat nerd. You know, it's like I really enjoy that process about me. So I hope that everybody gets on that path with themselves. So it's like I don't, you know, I don't know. I just so that's I don't know. How do you think? Like, you know, do you think that whatever happened for you, you would change if you got like all the money in the world or all the success or you became as powerful as Beyonce or something. Like, you could just snap a finger. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I would stay the same for sure. And But I think that um, it would... I would definitely stay the same, but my eyes would be open. Um, more Probably more open than what it is to maybe, like, people... Because I'm, I'm one of those people who um, I love, like very easily and very hard so like i just love everybody kind of thing so i let a lot of people in so i think like i would need to learn in that process that some people just might not have been good for me and it's okay to let them go but that's the only thing i think that i would change like if i make because you can't take everybody like you can take people but there's some people you just can't take with you. Can't take. I think it's some people you can take up to the door, but not everybody can go through the door yeah. with you. Like you may say, "All right, this is where I'm going," but you know, right? You can't go through. You know, they may not have the. I was just watching something on Vlad TV where one of the uh, artists he was interviewing was talking about how he was um, he was broke and his friends were selling dope and they had all this money and then he made it and then they expected like you know 
right. that music. And then, like, you know, he was supporting, you know, paying lawyer fees and doing all this stuff. And people were like, why are you not giving us no money? And they were treating him bad. And he had to leave him behind, you know right. what I'm saying? So I, I don't. How like even me? I want to see my friends do financially well. If I had like, amen, yeah. If I had five hundred million dollars, I'd be making sure my friends at least had a home, right? A car, you know what I'm saying? Right. Some access to some groceries, like that would be like important for me for them to have. But you know, but in a sense of like being like, oh, I'm so good that I like I've always thought I was good, and I th- and I feel like a a sense it's like childish in a sense of like with a Buzz Lightyear to infinity to infinity and beyond, like mm-hmm. it's like. I like. I really. I, I feel like I haven't even tapped into my full potential yet. So I'm like. I like. I don't feel the need. If I stopped and say I'm the shit, I'm going to stop it. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm. Just, I'm more afraid of stopping my potential rather than relishing in one good moment because of the way I feel about it. Right. So you know. That's good. Yeah. I've. You know. I like talking to you because um. I, you know, usually I don't say much, but I'm like talking. Yeah, we're getting to know each other a lot yeah. more. One thing I do want to ask you, because I get mm-hmm. this a lot as like being a mother, um, I do do some like bikini pictures and that kind of stuff. I love my body. Um, it took mm-hmm. me a long time to love it. I love it. Like I would walk around naked type of thing. I just love me. Yeah. But like, do you get backlash from being a father and like being a photographer? Some of the pictures you take. Do you get backlash for that? I keep it so separate, you know, and in a sense of that's why, like, Amanda is there to really, like, kind of buffer keeping certain things separate. Like, you know, I'm always dealing with beautiful women, but, like, it's never in a sense where anybody can say, he was, like, touching my thigh or he had to get too close. Amanda, like, handles everything with women, so there's nothing... You know, you never see me with anybody but, like, Lee or Ethan or, like, you know, like, Morgan and like right. or to be used or people I consider, like, you know, cool and friends and stuff. But there's I think it would really be bad if it was stuff about, like, Ron's touching the models. Right. Or Ron's this. So it's real business. It's just, like, I take the pictures, I leave. Right. We're nice. I think, you know, we've hung out, gotten high together, eating together, doing stuff. Right. And, like, you know, and, like. It's just like, you know, but it's never like, Ron was being, so it's never anything she can, no stories can get started. Right. No, nothing. So I think that's the saving grace is that I keep it pretty clean. I say I try to do clean business. Yeah. So that way people won't have, so when they see the pictures and then they hear about me, it's like, I don't hear him nothing but being with his son or whatever. Right. Or when he's with them, Amanda's with them and she's dealing with them professionally. So I put a lot of effort in so that that doesn't happen. Right. Being a believer and like um taking some of the pictures like you know some i guess they would say racy pictures but it's really not it's yeah. just that's you know our body it's art kind of thing um how do you deal with that like do you get backlash from that aspect from other believers um telling you like hey what you're doing is you know god wouldn't be happy you know, the interesting thing. thing is that, and this is why I started realizing I was getting good, that people would have said that would be like, hey, that man, that's a pretty good picture. And I'm like, oh, man. So, wow. like, I think that that's what was making me. Um, um, somebody I know works at a uh, at a at a nursing place. Mm-hmm. And this lady's like super Christian, like, you know, and I mean, like super Christian and uh, she loves my pictures mm-hmm. and she supports them. She even has but it's more like the landscape one. But she has it like in her house and like in a shrinery around her like dead pictures of her dead family members. She like it makes me feel this like way that I can't explain. So right. she's been to my website and seen some of my stuff. And so people will go like, it's good, though. So that's why I say that's why I tell people make it good. Whatever you do, like go hard, right. have a high sense about it. And I've literally seen people who probably should have been saying like 
Because I know I went up to a bus stop once with these um, when I was walking my son to the bus stop, and it's like I was the only dad. It was all moms, mm-hmm. and I showed them these pictures, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Those are really nice, like the ones with the legs and the butt and the the racy right. stuff." And they were just, and that's when I was like, "I'm good as hell, man." Right. I'm like, because these are like genuine like suburban moms that were like not looking at me different, not like keeping their daughters away from me. I picked right. up one of their daughters with my son from Taekwondo every Tuesday and Thursday, so. These people, some people have seen my work, but I think that they see, like, that is so good. They understand, like, you're a talent, not a perv. Like, if you can right. just, the way it's set up looks like something professional. So, that means a lot to when I go out and shoot women in racy ways to make it real good. So, that like, way people. Classy, not trash. Yeah, so people yeah. can't come back on me and say shit. Right. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's different as a model, but I feel like I that, was going to ask that, like, do you get any kickback with you? I or? get a lot. I get, like, For I'm real? going to hell. I get, I'm, like, I can't believe you're a mother and you're wearing that and you're dressed like that. Like, how are your kids going to grow up? Like, to the point, like, people are like, I'm going to call CPS. And you've seen my pictures what? and they ain't no, like, you know what I'm saying? They're not no CPS. Yeah. Needing to be called at all. It's a bikini. Like, yeah. isn't that what you wear to the beach? <laughs> I don't think you have a, like, I think, I mean, because it's like a lot of people on Instagram, like these booty models and stuff like that. They be had, they got like, right. They child sometimes be in the picture all hugged up to their ass and right. shit. Like, you know, I don't, right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see why people, but I think certain people just don't get it though i think certain people don't understand when you want to have a talent or you even want to generate some money or use anything about yourself some people just don't get you doing it i think that all they see is that she's walking around the house with her kids Half like naked. that i don't know do you think it's jealousy do you think like jealousy because i'm trying to figure out obliviousness. what it is i think it's a bunch i think some people are jealous i think you don't look trash you don't look uh, i never like don't post i will not ever let anybody take nothing trashy or and it's gonna be cute period yeah i don't see you looking like like i don't see anything that's like calling a question like what's wrong with you you know what i'm saying it's not even like nothing i would say is raunchy i think i've seen pictures with girls basically looking like they doing like you know flicks up in there and i'm like you know (laughs) I'm like, I, th- that would be a little crazy to post, you know what I'm saying? But I <laughs> right. think that, yeah, I don't know. I think that's why I think if you do anything, do it real good. So, like, you know, people can just be so caught up in what they saw. They'll be like, right. they'll get home and be like, that's kind of crazy. She was, you know, but I don't, I don't know. I, I I know my family were not, I don't know what they think because I haven't talked to them so long. But I know my stepfather was like. You gotta stop this, or you know, like you know, the devil's gonna be waiting on you. So right, so, right. So <laughs> you gotta stop. So you know, I don't. I mean, I've gotten that, and I gotten like, well, I know when I first started. That's not true because I wasn't. My life wasn't about photography at all at first, and so then it came like, oh, he's taking pictures, and then like women are thrown in, and I know when I went to pursue my photography with. Uh, um, Amanda, everybody was saying, oh, he's leaving his family, and you know, and that's crazy, and people thought he's going to take those crazy pictures with those women and all that, and it's like, people wasn't understanding that I was like, I think they were genuinely oblivious, because if I, they probably hear this interview of like, man, I just wanted to compete with Ellen Von Anworth, Helmut Newton, Guy Bredin, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I just got possessed, like, I can fucking, I, you know, I'm, it was nothing towards them you know what I'm saying I'm just right. like I can be put up there with them you know what right. I'm saying and just give me a little notch above so I can be cool with that and you know above them in the sense of like what's good or not Right. but I don't know I just think that 
I think people put pressure on women. I think they don't think. I think there's a, a thin line between like slutty and sexual sensual. Yes. And I think, you know, people don't understand when you want to go to sexual sensual for uh creativity. They just right. don't understand it. Some they people just, right. Some people don't understand like they people like everybody thinks like man you took the picture of that girl like that it must have been going crazy and i'm like it was really a lot of time between people i mean morgan's right here goofy laughing and stuff like that hey pull your butt out right quick and do the and it's like (laughs) you know it's kind of like it's like it's not something that's like oh yeah we're gonna get it steamy it's it's not it's not a steamy thing it's more like it's angles right and yeah do you think that um like back I'm going to get off the believer thing in a second. But do you oh, think no. that um, you can use, like, the modeling industry because um, people can say, like, you're using it to help other people lust or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that you can still be a believer? Because I do. I think I still believe that I'm a believer and um, I'm using my testimony in a different way because I'll be reaching different disciples Mm Because that's what God told us to go out and do is make disciples. And our disciples aren't going to look the same because we all have a different testimony. Mm -hmm. So our testimony is going to reach different people. Our our disciples aren't going to look the same because our stories are so different. That our people that we're reaching are going to be different. But in the end, we're still making disciples like we were told. Like, do you ever, like, struggle, like, with that? Struggle with what particularly? Um... Like, your testimony is your testimony, and you're using your platform. Like, you are a believer. Like, is, it, is that a struggle with, like, the fight of, like, believing? Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, what would God think of? No, I believe, you know, because I was raised very Christian, you know, I'm not, I believe, like, in Jesus. I believe Christianity is a beautiful thing, but I more so just believe that, uh, so I just believe in the creator. But I do believe that, you know, I don't. I live my life so clean behind what I do that mm-hmm. I can try to sleep at night. I'm not like I've been around like girls have been thrown. They walk in naked. I'm just like she looks good, and I just leave or I say cover up, get her out of here. Or everything for me is genuinely for the art. I don't like. I mean, y'all women do look good. You know, y- y'all attractive, and you know what I'm saying, and everything. But I don't. You know, I, I have a purity towards it, and so for me, I can. I feel like I can sleep at night with it. I can uh, make sure that, like, I genuinely just am doing this for the pureness of the art. So if you have a problem with it, as far as people being lustful, though, because I'm thinking on you saying that. Right. You people, see what I'm men, saying? Particularly men, though, they, listen, the whole, like, men with, and I ain't trying to out us or nothing, but, you know, especially when we were younger, like, looking at everybody, like, I do her, wouldn't do her, do her, do her, do her, do her, not her. Men... They look for reasons in a way to like put themselves so it doesn't have to be my platform because they can look through. I mean, dudes are probably looking at the golden girls like I do that golden girl. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't. I'm I'm just y'all was all fine. Um, So if people do look at them like that, no, I'm not saying that's just an over. That's I'm not saying nobody would genuinely do that. I don't do that, but I'm just saying that dudes look for reasons to hypothetically know if they're going to bang somebody or not. So, I for me, with me doing it, I just try to make sure I keep it purely to the art. And, like, I do want it to make women look desirable. Like, I mean, I think 
like me shooting and seeing people respond to it, they respond to it with a respect and it sense like, oh, wow, that's a lady right there. Or, you know, oh, wow, like, you know, you really made her look beautiful. Now, I know a lot of my, some of my people I know, they're like, man, can I come to your shoots? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get with some of these chicks and, that, and they be mad at me. And I'm like, no, we can't. It's all business. So I don't ever worry about people. I do my cleanliness and you know, I let Amen. people think what they're going to think. And so because... I was a sinner before I got into it. Because I come from it to where if you sneeze the wrong way and your boot comes down, you're going to hell. That's the way I was raised. Like, it's just everything is going to hell. If, like, if somebody says fuck around you and you don't say in the blood of Jesus, you're going to hell. Like, I was raised, like, like everything. You're going to hell for everything. So, for me. Right. See, right. I, I did. It was like you can sneeze and then say not say bless you. And it's like, you, you, you know. You're going to hell. You don't say your prayers before you go to bed. You're going to hell. So it was pretty crazy. So for me, it's not even like I'm trying to react and say anything like, fuck that or like Jesus or anything like that. I like I really have a particularly like interest in Jesus from a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't like, you know, I think like Jesus. I was telling my son last night, like, I think Jesus was an Ethiopian. And I think, the, you know, you know, he was an Ethiopian Jew. And I think from this clan, I think called Falashians or something like that, this Ethiopian tribe of Jews or African tribe of Jews that was, I think they were the precursor to what became Jews. And I think that like, I think he was a part of that tribe and that's why he was one of the the wizards of that tribe. But I'm like, I think he was my first contact of making things almost like superheroish. Like he was like a superhero to me. So I'm like, for me, as I said, I never told nobody this because I would have been going to hell for this. I'm like, what if I can access myself better than him? Hmm. And so for me, I just always like he was accessing something about himself. And I believe that I believe Michael Jordan did it. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci did it. I believe Michelangelo did it. I believe Einstein. Einstein, people are just now proving theories off of this man looking at stars when he didn't even have the technology to look. And he was going into like dreams and visions. This man, people don't talk about how a trip Einstein was. That he was looking, predicting star that like just like I've seen to where like five years ago, oh, we just proved this theory right. He was right. He's dead and gone, looked over shit, imagined it. And I'm like, and it was more complex things going on in that, but he didn't have all he needed. He was doing and I'm talking about like how light rays are beaming around the moon at what whatever scientific level, whatever, he was able to just I believe everybody was doing what Jesus. I think if you believe enough, you can do what Jesus was doing. Just maybe not like him. You right. know, I think it wasn't meant for everybody to be like him. Right. And I believe that Jesus was an inspiration to, uh, I think he, everybody says that he was the one. I think Jesus was to inspire the ones. And, you know, I don't think he, I think he was the Michael Jordan of inspiration in the sense of believing yourself. Yeah. Even if they're going to nail you to a cross, die for it. You know what I'm saying? And be okay with that. And I'm like, people still saying his name. He's the Michael Jordan of it. So, what do you think? I'm stuck on the Einstein thing. Do they have his brain? They like, did. They, they had it in slices, but then like if they came up missing in certain places. I know they have them, maybe a couple of them, certain places. But people like stole his brain because they wanted to know what was making this man right. be able to do some of the things. Because they they just talk about him and like an educated. But it was something magical about Einstein. Do you think he was? Um, you know how we only use a certain amount of our brain. Yeah. Do you think Einstein? You know how that scientific. Um, theory that if we were to able to tap into all of our brain, like we would be able to do like mind read or just you know do s- uh, oh, more yeah. stuff. Do you think that's maybe what Einstein? I believe so. I believe he was like a scientific clairvoyant or something. He right. could just pick up. He could just imagine stuff. He imagined himself uh, falling on an elevator, 
and like totally debunked the whole theory of gravity. For uh, like, who was the guy that did gravity? What was the first guy? Um, I don't even know why I'm drawing a blank on this. I feel like a scrub for doing it. Uh, yeah, Newton just just like debunked his whole thing by sitting there imagining somebody drop in the elevator and then genuinely knowing what would happen if you're doing it and understanding the science in it. He was something else. He wasn't. He was like so. That's why I believe if you really pay attention to what certain people were doing. Everybody was being Jesus. Right. Everybody was being Michael Jordan. Like, and that's why I believe, like, man, get in the zone and get with it. Did you know that um, back in, like, 1965, like, during all the um, the civil rights movements, that, like, most colleges would not let black students come in and teach or, like, teach them or let them learn? But Einstein um, let... Um, he did not believe in that and he was like mm-hmm. people hated him because he kept speaking out on racism and how it was wrong and how um black people deserve to learn just as much as the other kids so mm-hmm. he actually would let um these black men come into his school and he would just sit there and teach them and when i heard that about einstein i was like that like yeah. he was way ahead of his time. They don't talk about. They <laughs> only talk about his scientific stuff, but he was on he some did other so stuff. Much. He yeah. stood up for himself. He stood up for what he believed in. He stood up for the right thing. Like mm-hmm. he was amazing. He was the Jesus of science, I believe. <laughs> That's what I really believe. Like yeah, he was. Nobody else just sitting up coming up with imaginative things and then proving math and then from that comes like math theories that people have to take time to prove all the way later. Right. Years later, I'm like, oh, he was yeah, he was in the zone. Right. So I believe I've always in myself like I believe like I don't want to be like I don't want to walk on water that would scare the hell out of me. I, right. But I want to walk on like my water metaphorically, like wherever my water is, I want to be able to walk across it. And I think be like Jesus. Yeah, you and be so, like Jesus. Yeah, so it's not even like religiously. Like I believe like almost like competition. I was like I can outdo you. I can get in the <laughs> zone, man. I cannot. It's not even like a that like petty. It's just like he's inspired. Jesus did inspire me, and mm-hmm. to, I feel like to take it to a. I'm not going to do it based off a 2,000-year-old. Do you know that the letter J did not even exist in their sense of, like, you know, in Arabic? I think I Arabic it, it didn't exist back then. It just so, came around, like, three, four, five, so 600 what, years ago, I think. I wonder what the book of John would be called. Han? <laughs> I'm judging. Yeah. So, it's like, you know. I don't know. I think that, you know, Jesus is a a figure, and uh, he's a enigma, but I think that the real Jesus was a trip. I don't. I, that's why I think that's why it's such a the way that is. So I don't know. We've kind of rambled on, and I'm sorry. I've, you made me really feel like talking, and I enjoyed no, hearing you talk. And uh, I, you know, we're gonna uh, kind of wrap it up here. So I'm gonna get at you guys later. Because what we need to do is to uh, um, reestablish a new value system. That's what black people need. Right. A value and how exactly? And how do we go about that? We go about it the way you go about daily work. First of all, you decide what you want. You establish your values and you start to live it. Mm-hmm. And the people in your community, you start talking to your neighbors. You get yourself together first. Exactly. Then you get your community together. So we're in agreement. Then you get your we're neighbors agreement. together. We're in agreement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. then you can move on out. <laughs> but in the beginning, you got to make sure you got yourself together. Right. 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 Okay. You, know, you have to start right here. <laughs>